Hello and welcome to The Lowdown from Pickletown, presented by Pizza Hut. I'm your host, Aidan Gilbride. Here's the deal. Welcome to another edition of the Lowdown from Pickletown. This is going to sound a whole lot better than the previous ones uh, for no apparent reason whatsoever. Oh, sorry, Aiden, I didn't realize you were my guest this afternoon. So Ryan Smith joined alongside the ever-popular Mr. Aiden Gilbride. And uh, Aiden, it's, it's going to be fun this afternoon. Yeah, we got a bit of a Freaky Friday situation going on here, like swap roles. The producer is uh, back in charge of the microphone, and I'm now just patiently waiting to see what you're going to talk to me about. Yeah, I, I think I think it. Well, that's you should be nervous, absolutely. <laughs> um, again, so this has kind of been a uh, show that you and I have been talking about doing here for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, just again, when you're the person behind the microphone, sometimes people don't know exactly who you are, what you've been doing. So, um, again, we always, you and I have always liked the joke kind of around the your Aiden Gilbride from East Kilbride and the Gilbride and Kilbride thing going along. So, give us a little bit of background of what East Kilbride is like. I mean, East Kilbride, is, it's just like a kind of, I guess, a suburban kind of town just outside of the, there's kind of two, there's a there's a few cities in Scotland where I'm from, but like the two big cities are Glasgow and Edinburgh, and I'm in a suburb just outside of Glasgow, um, which is uh, on the west coast of Scotland. Um, it's one of, it's, I'm pretty sure it's one of the biggest towns in the UK, um, don't quote me on that, but I think it's at least within, like, I think, the top five biggest Towns in the UK. I mean, it's probably big enough to be a city. On we're definitely own. gonna we're gonna we're gonna have to fact check that. Yeah, no, you can, we can't you, have inaccurate you, you, facts you on the podcast. Listen, I could be way off. I just know that like it's big enough to be a city. Like it really is. Um, and like coming here was just such a reality check for me because uh, even though I'm from a town, like it's like I said, it's big enough to be a city. You know, it's it's massive. So, you know, at East Kilbride, you know, I think it's the a, a result of why I'm the way I am. You know, it's it's uh, it was a kind of bopping city i've been told it was a bopping city like back in the 1950s 1960s and you know since then like obviously people have started moving back into the city and then elsewhere over the country so it's i'm not i would never go as far as to say that my town's a dying town but it's it's not maybe as you know popular as it was when i was uh when you know my my dad and all that were younger but uh you know i think the way schoolbride does is a direct influence on who i am as a person you know, everyone calls me here the eternal optim- uh, sorry, eternal pessimist. I know I nearly call myself an optimist there. But yeah, that was I was <laughs> gonna call you on that. Don't you worry. I think I think I don't know. It's just um, being where I'm from. Like you know, you you at least most of my friends are kind of like that. Not not you know, it's just the way we are. I guess I, not all Scottish people are like that. I'm not gonna be that. You know, uh, but like I just I think uh, being from East Kilbride, I, I I had a really nice community around me that you know really supported my running efforts when I was younger as well. And uh, you know, it's probably the reason why I'm I'm a very grateful person. Like I'm 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 never uh, I'm always I always remember the people that have helped me out. You know, in the last few years and and the last you know decade or so. Um, so you know, local businesses and stuff. You know, that I've just always been very supportive, especially my family, my friends, and stuff like that. So, you know, I think I think where you're from does have a big influence on in who you are as a person, like character-wise. So you know, um, I'm proud of where I'm from. You know. As much as I will, you know, constantly complain about the town where I'm from, I'm proud of it. Well, we're about three and a half minutes into this episode. Do you need a water break? No, no, because that's why we're starting late. Because somebody had to go; they weren't hydrated. And you think somebody that's a distance runner would be able to stay hydrated throughout the day? I, I had a little lie-in today. I didn't wake up as early as I normally do, and then I came to work and I realized that I'd actually forgot my water bottle. So I was like, I'm gonna have to shoot off back home and get a water bottle because I can't. 
It's a hot day out for, for a Scottish person outside. Today. I was going to say, it's so gorgeous. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. It's not raining. Well, I mean, yeah, but it's, it's it's a little hot outside. So, you know, the run today, I want to make sure I'm hydrated before it. And I just kind of forgot my water bottle coming into work. But, yeah. So, again, I feel like you've been here for about 17 years. Um, <laughs> Everyone thinks and that. And I'm, I'm going on, you're like 18 now with you. Um, so, obviously, coming full circle here, you were a totally different person than when I met you, you know, close to five years ago. Um, or even who I knew you to be, you know, talking to you over, like we talked over email before you even got to Mount Olive. Um, and, you know, it's it's been fun to watch you, you know, transition into the man you're becoming now, the man you will be. Um, are you excited about what's getting ready to come here at the end? Have I've seen you. I've met your family once, and yeah. wonderful people. <laughs> um, you downplayed them a little too much. They're fantastically wonderful people. Um, so they get to come back again, this time a little bit more of a, you know, significance. Mm-hmm. You're finally getting a degree. They only had to send you to two different schools, and, you know, you'd be here for 17 years. But, I mean, you know, at least you're finally getting something. Are you excited for them to come? Yeah, oh, I, I can't wait for my family to come, especially because uh, my grandparents are coming for the first time. Um, and I'm really excited to see how they find the culture here because it's going to be a big change for them. You know, my family have, have been, like, my parents have been already. So they, they know what they're in for, whereas my my grandparents very very different so it'll be interesting to see how they kind of operate here uh yeah listen i'm i'm really excited for what's next um and it kind of all came very quickly because last year you know i had all these kind of plans in mind and what i wanted to do when i left and you don't realize how quickly it actually creeps up on you like you end up finding yourself wow it's about a month before i graduate and you you do find yourself panicking a little bit i guess like i didn't think i was going to be like that i thought i was going to be quite okay with the situation because i was ready to move on like I t- i've told people that as as grateful as i am for my time that i've had here it's time to kind of move on I, I, I felt a fresh start coming for a long time now and you know i'm ready to move on but at the same time it is scary you know stepping out into the unknown really because you can have all these plans but like it's still stepping out of your comfort zone you know i got comfortable being here for the last four years so like the idea of going somewhere new is a little bit freaky and it's also um you know i guess my parents you know that they're the kind of people that want to know exactly what i'm doing they need to know everything that's going on they're just always been like that so well uh, it provides us with you know mental stability as parents (laughs) i mean if i didn't know where my son was every you know minute of the day i'd start to worry too and i can only imagine with them and the the way that you've been and again being across country and over the pond as you like to say (laughs) um in two totally different states you know what I mean? Um, that's got to be something that for them not being able to physically see you has got to be a challenge. You know, no, I'm, 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 like I said, I'm just excited to have them here for, like you said, that significant importance, you know, to graduate. Because, you know, listen, like, I, I tell a lot of people I was, I'm, I am very different than what I was, like, you know, even 10 years ago. Like, I, you know, I remember when I was in high school, I was, I was pretty lazy and I was kind of, I guess, wide-eyed to the idea that I thought I was actually going to be a professional runner. And I didn't really have any backup plans. So, the, you know, once I realized, you know, that life can be quite difficult sometimes and you actually have to have backup plans, uh, that's when I realized that, you know, I had to grow up a little bit. And I've grown up here so much in my four years. But at the same time, you know, I, I, I don't think I've lost any of my good traits. But, I've you know, I've became a much more kind of organized, and I guess, you know, probably a better person gen- uh, overall. I think people would say that. I think my parents say that, you know, they said that, I needed a quick reality check. They always say that's my dad and my mom's favorite uh, <laughs> term, reality check. And I Instead think of the discount double check, it's the reality <laughs> check. <laughs> yeah, I certainly got one when I was out here. You know, I, I had quite a roller coaster of a journey when I've been out here. So to be honest with you, um, 
that's why I'm ready to leave because this place has got me to where I am now and I think it's ready to you know move on to the next stage. I'm just trying to figure out what the next stage is that allows you to not be as pessimistic as you have been. Do you know what? We've been working on that, Aiden, for what now, five years? I, I think I've got better. People would maybe disagree, but I do think I've I've got a little bit better. You know, when you when you do kind of hang around like, you know, um, you know, Americans and stuff like that, they're a little bit more optimistic in uh, in life and and you know a little bit more chilled and laid back and uh, I than I am character wise. So. I think being around people like that just really chill me out. Like, you know, some of the people I've met out here, I always seem to have friends that are completely the opposite to me. And I think it's because it balances me out really well. So, like, you know, uh, two of my best friends that I've made since being out here, Ty Smith and Jacob Wells, could not be more different from me. But I think because they're just eternal optimists and they're, like, they, they see the good in everything, like, that kind of balances me out. And I think it has had an impression on me, to be honest with you. I don't think I'm... You know, I can be a bit of a stress ball when it comes to work and when it comes to classes and even training, but I think I think I am better than I was. But at the same time, yeah, I'm still pretty, you know, pessimistic, glass half empty kind of person. Uh, I'd say I'm more a realist, but other other people would say I'm a pessimist. Well, I think you're a realist in, in some instances. The pessimist, again, the first step in this process is accepting that you have a problem. <laughs> so I think we've got. It's taken you five years, but I think we've 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 figured out that. You have accepted that you have a problem with mm. finding anything, you know, happy and joyful. Um, because how many times were you in my office and, like, the world was on fire. And I'm like, just do this. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, 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 no, don't but. Just do this. Yeah, but I've got to know how to do this. No, you don't. That's next week. Yeah, but I need to be able to plan for that now. I'm like, no, you're planning like it happened yesterday yeah. and you're behind the eight ball. I have the – I have the w- my worst trait is I look too much into the future sometimes. And, I, you know, I, I'm too much of a what-if person. So I'm always looking for the worst case scenario, like to so I can be prepared for it, which I I think's a good thing, but also it's a bad thing. Um, like you know, I think that's what I've learned most since being out here. That's the thing that's changed the most in me, and that I'm a little bit more like that's down the road. We don't need to worry about it until we get there. I have got better at that. Um, again, not a hundred percent, but uh, yeah, no, I I think this place has had a good kind of um influence on me and my character, and I think I'll definitely c- take it wherever I go next. All right, I'm, I'm going to slightly approach the elephant in the room here other than the fact that I'm hosting this thing instead of you, uh-huh. which I do think it just has a more sultry sound to it. Yeah, just, yeah, okay, you know, sure. It's the depth and the bass. Sure. you got to go down low. Anywho, you have you, we touched a little bit about it earlier. You would kind of mentioned slightly about the, the journey that you've been through mm-hmm. here. Um, and obviously that journey would not have been complete without a major turn in your life. Um, you know, having to have surgery for anybody in any stage of their life um, is definitely something that's memorable, for better or worse. Yeah. Um, do you feel like, because I'm joking only slightly, that that was about the only time where I didn't see you as a pessimist because you had such a vision of I've got to get my hip going, I've got to get my legs going, I've got to get you know this, this, and this, and you really weren't worried about anything else um, you know, other than classes and, and doing yeah. well on that. But do you feel like that was a, another stepping stone into the journey of where you are now? Yeah, I think, I think the surgery and the injury that accompanied it was the humbling point that I needed in life. I think, it, like I said, you know, I, I can't say it enough. My parents loved the, the terminology, the reality check. You know, I, I, in my total time out here, and this includes, you know, my first school and also in my time here, the, the journey I have been on has been like, really has been quite catastrophic, to be honest with you. I have changed so much. And, and the way I look back on it now is, even though there was times where it was really tough, 
I wouldn't change any of it because I, I think I had to go through those things to get to where I am today. I don't think I would be in the position I'm in right now today if I hadn't went through those um, times. Um, and yeah, th I think I've always just had a good mindset in, uh, when it came to my hip injury that I had. You know, I I was, again, it goes back to me being quite a grateful individual. I'm very grateful for the opportunities that I've been given. You know, this the track and field programme and the cross-country programme took a chance on me. Even, just sorry, just the athletics department in general took a chance on me. You know, I came in an injured athlete. They took a chance on me, and I was injured for the best part of, like, two, three years, and they were really patient with me. So when I got the opportunity after the surgery to come back and rehab my way back, I felt I owed it back to the school in a way that, you know, for all their patients and how nice they were, they were to me, I felt I owed something back to them. And so that just that one idea in my head to make sure you get back, you get healthy and you prove your worth has just always been really important to me. And um, I, I guess that hard worth ethic, ethic that I had when I was younger with my training eventually bled into my academics when I was here because like I said I was pretty lazy when I was in high school so here it's been a big turning point because I'm a little bit more organized and diligent with my academics along with my athletics so um but I think I've always been supported here and that's why because I've been so supported I felt like I owed it back to you know like I have to give back in a way yeah because I, I think the academic side of it is something that I was I was curious to see how you were going to do in my class <laughs> And I think that was probably the most exciting class I would ever look forward to. And, and I think what the four, four or five years we've been teaching the course and we have to have that annoying C word come in there and COVID shuts us down mm -hmm. halfway through that semester. Um, yet you still blew up my email more than anybody else trying to make sure that everything was due on time. And then if I didn't give you a direct answer, like, okay, Ryan, I, can you please? No, I'm not going to give you that. And I think sometimes I just answered you knowing that it would just kind of mess with you a little bit in the head. Just to kind of, again... Well, I mean, I appreciate that. That, that wasn't stressful at all, being at five hours of a time zone difference away. That's just an excuse. Yeah, but You're I mean... You're the I, one that flew home. I think I'm the kind of person that I need very clear-cut answers. And you like do. And get to the point. You do, like and sometimes I'd, I don't like giving them to you. Yeah, and I, I hate... Because it's like a maze trying to get to the answer with you sometimes. Exactly. And but by the way, it's with you know other professors here too, you know, and, and also just like... Even like... I, I don't know if it is just me... Like, I just prefer a very clear-cut, straight answer. That's no, this it's it's called higher education for a reason. We're <laughs> going to make you do some thinking before you get solved. to the result. Yeah, it's problem-solving. <laughs> I mean, come on now. If we didn't do that, then, you know, did you really get an education if you didn't have to think that hard? Yeah, no, I, but I, yeah, I guess, like, I, I can be, I guess, a little annoying sometimes. Like, just kind of always want to make sure that I'm 100% on things. Oh, you should see the facial expressions when you come around the corner sometimes and the people see you're like, oh, man, here comes Aiden. Let's hope he's in a good mood that today. Ma that makes me feel bad. <laughs> that makes me feel bad because I, I, generally I'm in a pretty good mood, generally. But, you know. Um, I think the only time I've seen you truly happy is when it was pouring down rain and you had a race that day because you're like, man, this feels like home. It did remind me a little bit like home. Yeah, I do. Like, I joke with that with my teammates and stuff like that. Like, I, I, I joke that, like, you know, the real Aiden comes out when, like, the rain's there because it just, I, I feel like I channel a little bit of Scotland when. So instead of the rain's down in Africa, it's the rain's down in Scotland. <laughs> yeah. No, but, like, I guess just despite the four years here i've never truly the one thing i've never truly acclimated to is the weather and i think that is just 20 years of of dealing with a, a completely different weather system in scotland is very difficult to then go to something to the extreme of like you know s the time period of august to october here is really hard for me because it's just nine, like 90 to 95 percent humidity like 80 degrees Fahrenheit, and it's just too hot for me. It's it's way too hot, you know. Does that feel weird for you to say Fahrenheit? Yes, yes, but I've got again, again, I've 
there's things that I've acclimated to. Like I've I understand that people aren't going to understand when I say Celsius. No, we understand the Celsius. It's so. just a map conversion problem of trying to figure out what that actually is in Fahrenheit that most people just don't want to do. It's more hard when I have to go back and talk to my family back home because sometimes I'll then start saying things that like Aiden, why are you saying Fahrenheit? And I was like, oh yeah, sorry. And I get I do get stuck for that when I go home. I'll maybe say some like American terms and American words just because I've been out here for so long, and you you have to work it a way to kind of fit in. So, I yeah. should have challenged you to do this entire interview in your American accent. I, I think the first time I did that, I was like, that's so terrible. It's very, it's very generic. It's very like kind of like American kind of teenager. Well, I mean, you did it earlier generic. today in the office, so. No, nah, it's not. It's, see, but it's not very good. No, um, I know. I've heard better from you. I wish I could do like regional dialects, but I can't. You know, I can't. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm very, you know, I mean, the, the North Carolina one's pretty easy. I feel like if you get a very generic North Carolina accent, you know, you just have to put the word y'all and they're somewhere. Um, I think the y'all will <laughs> go for about any state in the South. Well, I mean, I guess so. But, um, yeah, no, so, I mean, I'm not, not, not really sure what else to say, but, I, like, I just, you know, my, my accent, you know, has, it's, it's got me a lot of good places here, so I, I have, I'm very thankful for it. And for nothing else, it <laughs> makes people go, he should know how to talk about this. Now, whether or not that is stereotypically correct or not, they're associating you with that. So we'll joke about it here, but we'll talk about it for just a second. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like that is something that, as you've been, you know, in the states, that has been, you know, a hindrance in some situations where people go, "Oh, he's got an accent," and you know, it distracts you from things. I mean, you and I have talked about this before. You know, with your broadcasting, I'm like, I'm going to look at what you're saying. I the first time I heard your accent, I was okay, he's Scottish, and I moved on yeah. with it, right? And to know that if you mess something up on a broadcast, if you do your intro, your outro wrong, if you say the school name incorrectly, mm -hmm. I'm going to call you on it. And mm -hmm. the fact that you say it with more of a and the end of it doesn't matter, you know. You can love how I did that just randomly just spitting yeah, it in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, but you, you got to roll the R. I'm Cuban. We roll ours too, but it's in a totally different way. Ours are deeper. Yours are like like it's a drum beat. Yeah, I th I think there's there's good things and bad things about having an accent over here. Um I would say it's more good because you do get people more kind of turning their heads and going, "Oh, you've got an accent." And you know, listen, it's nice to hear compliments off of people like when they say, "Oh, I love your accent." That's always nice to hear. Um, hindrances are like drive-throughs, um, class. Certain words I say can sound rude. Conversations with other interns. What, yeah, it can, yeah. I know. Like today, like um, Mackenzie, uh, your intern, uh, she had no idea what I said, and I had to say it in the American accent so that she could understand. But like, I, it can be a hindrance. But I think for the most part, I'm very pr Again, I'm a very proud person of where I'm from. I don't. I've tried not to change my accent in any way. I've tried not to lose it because the truth is i'm proud of where i'm from and i like people giving me compliments and asking me questions about home uh but i mean the thing is the hindrances come like the, the thing that i always beat myself up about is whenever you maybe get someone you know saying that there was it was a good broadcast or whatever or gives me a compliment half the time i have to go are they complimenting me because they just like listen to my accent or do they actually think i was good at what i was doing and i think for me in the future that's something i've got to remember I think my accent will open doors for me, but I think it's important that I'm actually good at what I'm doing and what I'm saying actually makes sense rather than someone just going, you could be saying anything and I don't care because <laughs> you've got an accent. So, you know, for me, I think that's something I've got to be aware of going into this, you know, kind of the media industry that, you know, the accent will open the door for me, but I've actually got to be good at what I do as well. 
Well, you, you can help with that, and, and you're going to see where I'm going here with this in just a second. The accent will open the door. Mm-hmm. You begin to walk in. If you walk in with one hand shaking somebody's hand and the other hand's got a little bit of tablet in there, you'll be totally fine, which is just my way of conveniently saying it's been way too long since tablet has been brought over from back home, and it's not okay. Okay, well, I, t- I tell you what, um, after I come off this um, recording, I'll, I'll talk to my parents because they're coming over. Like in the next like, two weeks. Yes, so we've discussed this. Yeah, so so um, I will ask them to maybe bring over some tablet because you're right. It's been a little bit. Um, I don't know. There's this. There's been this virus going around. I don't know if you've heard of it. Um, so, you know, there's been a bit of an issue when you're coming back and forth. You know, airports are a little bit more strict with what's in your suitcase. Aiden, we've talked about shipping. We've talked about ways to get around this. <sighs> it's all broken up into pieces when it gets here. Does it matter? <laughs> You're destroying it into pieces. Anyways, you called me on it like two years ago when you had brought some tablet over, I think, in the fall, and I still had it in the spring. And you're yeah, like, Ryan, see, that was weird. clearly that is expired. I'm like, no, it tastes just fine. You're like, no, 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 there's an expiration date. And I think we were talking in like April or something, and the expiration was like in March or February. And you're like, see, look, it's expired. I'm like, yeah, but see, it's still got the same flavor. Yeah. So I think that's just the best use by date. Well, it's not like an I expiration. Said, as soon as I come off the co- uh, this, this uh, recording, I'll give I'll give the, the Brian and Anne Marie the old parents a call, and I'll say, listen. You got to be careful calling them by their first names on a podcast. Now you got to be careful with that. <laughs> Everyone seems to love my dad. <laughs> Everyone. That's because your dad is a fantastic him. gentleman. <laughs> so everyone seems to love him. But yeah, so I'll I'll try and get some tablet over. Okay, good. Because if he has to put up with you, I mean, that, that the man deserves a problem uh, with your award no, anyways. I, I apologize on a regular basis to my dad for having to put up with me, uh, <laughs> especially over the last few years. But, you know, he always just reminds me that he's, I'm your dad. It's my job. Oh, 100%. Yeah, because when your sister looks at you sometimes, it's like, why is he my brother? And just, I think that's the other part of it, too. I don't know if my sister, my, me, and my, me and my sister um, are really close. And, and me and my brother are, are getting closer, but I think just... Me and my brother are so very different in every way, um, but I'm kind of—I guess I'm not similar to my sister, but I just that uh, she gets on with me a little bit better. My brother, as we know, at that stage in life, you know, he's just started his first year of university, so he's more interested in other things and stuff. So, you know, but uh, he's getting a bit older, and you know, I share a little bit more in common with him now. But growing up, you know, Aaron didn't really like sports. Um, he didn't really share many similar interests to me. So, you know, I always looked forward to the moment where he was like old enough that like i could like i don't know you know hang out with him and stuff like that so i you know hopefully this summer i'll get to hang out with him a bit more all right we're gonna hit you with two two quick hitters here sure okay you can't think a whole lot okay all right i'll give you both in the same time so you have a little bit of a millisecond to think about it okay favorite memory of being in the states in your entire time here and your favorite food <sighs> time's okay. already up you gotta go favorite go food um we're on a time clock here favorite food is um American ingenuity is really funny when it comes to food. So I would, I mean, but I my my cheap food, my favorite thing on earth is is pizza. And you have way more options over here for pizza. Um, so you know, I, I like pizza. Um, I love Chick Fil A and like the kind of fast food. Uh, that sounds really terrible. Scotch cause I'm chicken. Because I'm an athlete, but uh, <laughs> I love Chick Fil A. I love cookout. All the places that we don't really have back in Scotland. So you know, I've I've loved those things. Um, favorite memory. I think my favourite memory was very recently. Um, it was it was the indoor championships um, in uh, in February. Uh, I obviously, like I said, you know, I went through a bit of a time with the injury, three years being injured, surgery, all these things, and you know, there was times where I thought I was wasting my time trying to come back from the injury, and that I may as well just quit. Um, but the moment when you know I I ran across the line in the mile, 
and you know I had a medal like I placed in the top three it, it, it felt like I can't really describe the feeling it was more emotion than happiness like I was like I was crying and you know I gave my coach a big hug coach Kirby and you know I just I'm very thankful for how patient she's been with me um but it just felt like a big weight left lifted off my shoulders and years of just of just thinking that that never was going to happen again and I remember my dad just very eloquently put it like it's nice to see you on a podium again because it was so long like and you know I'm much more thankful and for, grateful for what I have now than when I was a little bit younger but that was probably my favorite moment but it's hard to pick a favorite moment because I just want to talk about the people I've met here. I mean, the people I've met here, some are friends that I'm going to have for the rest of my life that is going to be hard to say goodbye to because I'm not going to see them as much. Um, you know, a lot of the people here have had tremendous influences on me in big and small ways. So it's hard picking out a favorite moment because I'm probably picked that moment just because it's very recent. But, you know, you could talk about the, my favorite moment debatably could be the surgery because as you said it was a huge turning point in my life it was a it was, you know life-changing you know I went through a lot when I was here you know I went through all the usual things and I think it is what you have to go through through college in order to grow up mature and become the man as you said you're going to be uh you know I, I had surgery injuries I dealt with I, I had I lost a family member while I was over here I you know heart I suffered heart heartbreak and mm -hmm. stuff like that so but these are all the factors that kind of help you grow as a person so you know as bad as they are they are life-altering enough to change you and actually make you more appreciative of what you have so yeah it's hard to pick a favorite moment but i guess like if i was to be a bit selfish that would be the moment like the the mile indoors yeah and then the subsequent events afterwards of you being very vocal <laughs> I, I, I that again i i i blame emotion on that that was like years and years of just pent up mm -hmm. kind of weight on my shoulders just i had to let it all out i'm just trying to figure out why that hasn't ended up on tiktok somewhere i hope it, I, I mean I'm, I'm glad it hasn't because you know i kept the clip for myself and what luckily no one else um um one of our teammates Manise, she was the one that took the video but uh i didn't mean any disrespect to any other teams or any other schools i was just that was just me letting it all out the like lion I, was coming out yeah yeah i was yeah the scottish rampant lion see yeah, you're yeah, welcome yeah, yeah. i was getting ready to pull out the, the national animal but i figured i'd just go with the but lion. yeah that that moment was very important to me and i think it was important to my coach as well and it was really important to my family because they know what i've been through over the last few years and it was a big weight lifted lifted off my shoulders well good well aiden i think this is it's been fun this is kind of the the ending close of the season and uh of the lowdown from pickle town this year so I think it's only only right that it was it was you and I here at the end. Well, yeah, I mean, again, I've loved doing this, so, I, you know, I hope in some way it does continue. Oh, um, well, we didn't, you didn't see the contract where you have to do this, like, no matter oh, where you so are. I, so wherever I go, I have to keep doing this. Do yeah. I have to do it remotely? Well, I mean, yeah. All right, well. I mean, well, it's an audio, so it's not like you no. have to be video in I've person. Got, I'll, I'll buy a mic then. I'll buy a mic. Uh, I thought you already had one. Uh, I, I think I do somewhere. Yeah, but, see? But, no, yeah, listen, I've, I've loved every minute of it, and, you know, um, you know, I think that's – what I will always owe to this place is the fact that it, it gave me another outlet to follow, you know, because like I said, when I was younger, I just wanted to be a runner. And now I've realized that there's more things I'm passionate about, more things I love doing. And uh, I can't wait to see what's next. Yeah, you are good at a couple of things. I'll give you that. <laughs> well, it's been a pleasure, Aiden. Um, I think five years have gone by pretty fast. Wish I could have five <laughs> more with you. Not in the yeah. capacity of everything <laughs> that's gone in between it, but um, it's been a pleasure and it's been a blast. So thank you for coming on. Thank you very much. This has been The Lowdown from Pickletown. We'd just like to give special thanks to the University of Mount Olive's music department. 
Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next time.